Good morning. Merry Christmas. Can always count on Randy. Randy is my dude to say audibly good morning. <laughs> well, we're so glad you've all joined us here for the Christmas service here at the Palestine Church of Christ. The kids are excited. They have been working um, with all the adults that are helping out. Hey, give them an extra thank you, maybe an extra hug. <laughs> as they've been working with the kids to do this wonderful program for us today. Uh, so while they finish getting ready, let's stand together. Let's worship the Lord. We're going to start out with some Christmas hymns. Oh, come, all ye faithful, joyful and triumphant. Oh, come ye, oh, come ye to
Each Sunday we gather for communion here at Palestine Church. So those of you that are, are uh, guests here today, I know what you came for to see the little ones perform. Uh, we're all pretty proud of those, that, but uh, you're, all, you're invited, if you're a believer in Christ, to uh, partake of the communion that, that we will offer. And it's actually in the back. Hopefully you got it when you came in. If not, uh, you can go back there and, and partake of it. Uh, communion meditation this morning is entitled The Cross of Christmas. Have you ever noticed how the presence of a baby or a young child changes the dynamics of a sad situation? The crotchety great uncle you haven't spoken to in years just might turn up at a reunion if the newest member of the family is going to be there. At a funeral home, between their tears, mourners manage happy smiles at the unself conscious laughter of a toddler. And if you're wondering how a war-torn, despairing world can go on, just ask any grandparent what's new with the grandchildren. Babies and young children bring us together. They give us hope. A baby said, they give us hope. A baby, said the poet Carl Sandburg is God's opinion that the world should go on. One baby in particular, the Apostle Peter wrote about, that God chose Jesus to be our ransom long before the world began. Angels and a new star announced the baby's birth. Lowly shepherds heard the news and hustled into Bethlehem to see him. Aristocratic wise men saw the star and set off on an arduous journey to find and worship him. In the temple, when he was just eight days old, the baby brought joy and hope to Simon and Anna, elderly God-followers who had been waiting for the Savior's arrival. Jesus' birth fulfilled prophecy and proved again that God keeps his promises. But as wonderful as the birth of the baby was, it was Jesus' death, not his birth, that did the necessary reconciling work. Colossians 1, 19, 20, 19 and 20 says, For in him all the fullness of God was pleased to dwell, and through him to reconcile to himself all things, whether on earth or in heaven, making peace by the blood of his cross. Paul wrote that Jesus came to reconcile sinful humanity to a holy God, bringing peace to those near to God and to those far off. At the cross, Jesus set us free. Christ redeemed us from the curse of the law by becoming a curse for us. For it is written, cursed is everyone who is hanged on a tree. The prophet Isaiah wrote about a time when the wolf shall dwell with the lamb, the leopard shall lie down with the young goat, and the calf and the lion, and the fattened calf together, and a little child shall lead them. Indeed, a little child does lead us this Christmas season straight to the cross. Let us pray. Our Heavenly Father, we do thank you and praise you for the child that was born. For Jesus came to this world not to condemn us, but to save us. And he grew, and he taught, and then he suffered. He suffered there on that cross for us, taking the sins, not only today, but tomorrow and every day, away. That we have a Savior that we can go to at any time of the day. 
any minute, any hour, any second. So, Father, I just ask and pray that as we gather this Christmas season, we continue to remember not only the birth of our Savior and his loving grace for each one of us, but also that death, but he overcame. So thank you, Jesus. I praise you this day in your name. Amen. Christmas. It's kind of a weird Christmas for us because the Simmons family, we had our Christmas on Friday night as uh, all of us are kind of splitting up and going this different ways this year. So uh, we're already in that festive mood and excited and uh, full of uh, candies and chocolates and too much sugar. So hopefully we'll both stay awake today. Just it's good to see everybody here today. And uh, we I just appreciate you taking time to be with us. It's especially good to see Daryl today. Daryl, <laughs> wow, it's good to see you, man. Aaron's been working with our young people here for a while, and I'm excited to have them come and share with us here in just a minute. But let me just invite you after our service today. We have plenty of goodies back there in the back we'd like to share with you and uh, take some time when the service is over to fellowship with one another and get you a plate of uh, some treats and enjoy that if you would like to uh, do that. And uh, we'd like to uh, have all of that food eaten because we don't want to take any with, it, with us this week because we know you guys have plenty of stuff that's going on as well. Reminder that tomorrow is our big skating party and we'll be at Skate Zone 805 there in Greenville. And um, it is from 6.30 to 8.30. Uh, it's absolutely free to get in. If you have skates, you can bring them and wear them. If you don't have skates, you can rent the skates for $3 a pair. The concession stand will be open. 
that kind of helps them recoup some of the money that they uh, are uh, need to when they have parties like that. It'll just be our church family that's there. And so come join us tomorrow night, 630 to 830 for our Christmas annual Christmas skating party. Also today, a reminder that from 2 to 4, Joyce and Tony are celebrating their 50th anniversary here at the church. You can come join them and help them celebrate uh, anytime from 2 to 4 this afternoon. And uh, congratulations to Tony and Joyce. Let's give them a big hand. Liz and I are going to do something weird this year. We're actually going to leave the state and not go to Oklahoma for Christmas. It'll be the first time we're doing anything like this. We're heading down to where it's warm for Christmas this year. So pray for us in our travels. Uh, we have asked Seth to fill in for us next week in the pulpit. So Seth will be preaching. Uh, I've asked him to talk to us about some of the current trends that we need to deal with as a church. One of our focuses for 2022 is to apply the truth of the scripture which says Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. And no one comes to the Father except through him. And we have learned from some of the other things that we've been looking at that um, as things change, people kind of stay the same. But we need to be prepared to deal with the trends that are guiding people in the directions they're going. They're set on a way. It's not just necessarily Jesus's way. So we need to contrast that and help people see that. They're following a truth. It's not absolute truth. It's kind of a relative, it may be true today, but it won't be true tomorrow type of truth. And we need to help them to see there's an absolute truth we can follow. They're also settling for Instant gratification in life instead of making an internal investment, which is the kind of life that Jesus offers. And we need to help people see in our lives. It's pretty simple. You're either burning it all up right now or you're investing it for uh, eternity. And so that'll be our focus uh, as we go into 2022. And Seth will be talking about some of the trends that we need to respond to as a part of that next Sunday. So join us for our last service of 2021 as we say goodbye to this uh, wonderful year and pray for a, a good year. Of course, last year this time, 2020, we thought 2021 would be a bright, great, new, different year, but it was kind of the same old, same old. Well, I can't tell you how much it, uh, it just warms my heart to see everyone here today, and we're going to uh, bless your heart with our young people sharing with you in a special program. And so, uh, Aaron, I'm going to turn it over to you. Or not, but whether you believe it or not, it's still true. And the really good thing 
is that since it's true, no one can take it away from you. Alright, if you think it'll help, thanks. Let's, Let's do, do it! A while back, there was a young woman named Mary. Hi, Mary. Hi. Do you believe yet? I don't know. Is she supposed to be talking to me? Mary lived in a town called Nazareth. The town is still there. You can go see it. Oh, thanks. Mary was promised to marry a man named Joseph. I hear he's pretty cool. Quite. One day, Mary was visited by an angel of God. Now see, right there, an angel here on earth talking to some girl named Mary. I mean, there's no archaeological proof of that. Did you have breakfast this morning? Yes. Cereal. Do you have any archaeological proof of that? No. My point exactly. So Hail Mary. angel says to Mary, Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Doesn't that sound like a strange greeting to you? I imagine that's what Mary thinks. She looks really scared. Don't be afraid, Mary. You have found favor with God. You will be with child and give birth to a son, and you are to give him the name Jesus. He will be great and will be called the Son of the Most High. How will this be since I'm a virgin? Oh, I know this one. I took health class. <laughs> the angel is going to tell her. The Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you, so the Holy One to be born will be called the Son of God. That's not what they told us in health class. I told you, shh, the angel is still speaking. Even Elizabeth, your relative, is going to have a baby in her old age, for nothing is impossible with God. Who's this Elizabeth anyway? Did you skip a page? Wait, Mary has one more line. I am the Lord's servant. May it be to me as you have said. Then the angel left her. And then Mary got ready and hurried to a town in the hill country of Judea to see her relative, Elizabeth. Hey, where's she going? Who is this Elizabeth chick? Elizabeth was Mary's older cousin who lived in another town. She had been married to a good man named Zechariah for many, 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 many years. Strange. She doesn't look that old. This is an actress. Months earlier, the angel had visited Elizabeth's husband, Zechariah. Dude, I knew you skipped a page. The angel had visited Elizabeth's husband, Zechariah, when he had come to offer the sacrifice at the temple. What's the temple? Like church, but before Jesus. Oh. The angel said, Hey, is that the same angel? Yes, it is. See, it was the same angel. We like to try and stay as close to reality as we can here. Oh yeah, I can see your angel here looks a lot like a real thing. The angel said to Zechariah, Don't be afraid, Zechariah. Your angel there seems to say that a lot. Actually, angels are quite imposing figures. You can look it up in various passages in the Bible where angelic appearances are recorded. Almost all of them reflect how frightened the person seeing them become. Are you alright? Anyway, they ended up having to say it almost every time. Say what? Don't be afraid. Zachariah, your prayer has been heard. Your wife Elizabeth will bear you a son, and you are to give him the name John. He will be a joy and delight to you, and many will rejoice because of his birth. For he will be great in the sight of the Lord, and he will help to make, a, make ready a people prepared for the Lord. I cannot be sure of this. I am an old man, and my wife is well long in years. Wow, did you hear what he just said? He called his wife old. Dude, is he in trouble? Oh, he did something worse than that. He questioned an angel. Watch this. I am Gabriel. I stand in the presence of God, and I have been sent to speak to you and tell you this good news. And now you, are, and now you will be silent and not able to speak until the day this happens, because you did not believe my words, which will come true at the proper time. Hey, what happened to his voice? Gone. Laryngitis? Power of God. Wow. You said it. Well, it's sure that Zechariah didn't say it. <laughs> sure enough, just like the angel had said, Zechariah and Elizabeth were still were soon expecting their first baby, despite their old age. But Zechariah still couldn't speak. It wasn't very long at all before Mary came to visit her cousin Elizabeth. Elizabeth! Blessed are you among women, and blessed is the child you will bear. As soon as the sound of your greeting reached my ears, the baby in my womb leaped for joy. Blessed is she who has believed that what the Lord has said to her will be accomplished. My soul glorifies the Lord, and my spirit rejoices in God my Savior. For he has been mindful of the humble state of his servant. From now on, generations will call me blessed, for the Mighty One has done great things for me, holy in his name.
Mary's visit with Elizabeth and Zechariah lasted about three months, and then Mary went back home to Nazareth. Bye, Mary. Bye. Do you believe yet? I don't know. When Elizabeth's time came, she was delivered of a baby boy, just as the angel had told Zechariah. child will be called a prophet of the Most High, for you will go on before the Lord to prepare the way for him, to give his people the knowledge of salvation through forgiveness of their sins because of the, of the tender mercy of our God. Wow, all that time in science must have given him time to think about what he was going to say. And John grew up and became a great man of God, just like the angel had said, and later he would be known as John the Baptist. He's a Baptist? Let's not get into that right now. <laughs> And so, that's the end of part one. Do you believe yet? I don't know. Well, let's listen to some music, and then we'll have part two. Will Mary be back? Oh, I'm sure she will. She has a pretty big part to fill. All right, then.
Meanwhile, back in Nazareth, we find Joseph, the man pledged to marry Mary, asleep in his bed. Joseph has had a hard day because as soon as Mary got back from visiting with Elizabeth, it was obvious to everyone that she was going to have a baby. Uh-oh. Yep. Now, Joseph was a very good man, and so he wanted to be kind and generous towards Mary. But since he knew the baby wasn't his, he wasn't sure what to do next. While he was still considering his options, an angel of the Lord came to him in a dream. Oh no, not this guy again. Didn't you have anyone who wanted to play an angel? Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary home as your wife, because what is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will give birth to a son, and you are to give him the name Jesus, because he will save his people from their sins. When Joseph woke up, he did what the angel of the Lord had commanded him and took Mary home as his wife. But he had no union with her until she gave birth to a son, and he gave him the name Jesus. Hi, Mary. Hi. Do you believe yet? I don't know. Here, you read a while. Why? Because my mouth is tired. I've been talking all night. Well, that's for sure. Where'd you leave off? Oh, here it is. In those days, Caesar Augustus issued a decree that everyone in the Roman world would be counted. Why on earth would somebody order something like that? Something stupid like that? Tax base. Oh, now I get it. So Joseph also went from the town of Nazareth and Galilee to Judea to Bethlehem, the town of David, because he belonged to the house and line of David. He went there to register with Mary, who was pledged to be married to him and was expecting a child. Hey, is this almost over? Because I'm getting hungry. Are there going to be cookies? Yes, there are going to be cookies. Of course, there are going to be cookies. There are always cookies. Now read. While they were there, the time came for the baby to be born, and she gave birth to her firstborn, a son. She wrapped him in cloths and placed him in a manger, because there was no room for them in the room. Finally. Hi, do you believe that? I don't know, but that's a pretty baby you have there. Yes, he's the son of God. And that's the end of part two. Time for cookies? No, time for songs.
Near the little town of Bethlehem, there were some shepherds living out in the fields, watching their flocks of sheep at night. And all of a sudden, the angel of the Lord appeared to them, and they were really scared. Don't tell me. No. Oh, no. Do not be afraid. I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. Today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is Christ the Lord. This will be a sign to you. He will find a, you will find a baby wrapped in clothes and lying in a manger. Returned, glorifying God and praising Him for all the things they had heard and seen, which were just as they had been told. Well, that's that. What a nice Christmas story. Hey, hold it. What happens next? Oh, you don't want to know. Yes, I do. What happened to Mary? What happened to the baby? How am I supposed to believe in Christmas if I don't know what happened? Are you sure you want to know? Yes. Be careful. Wanting to know is the first step to believing. All right. I want to know. Come. Well, okay. We'll read together. You start. Not too far away lived King Herod. He was the king of the whole area where Mary and Joseph were living. Hey, why don't I like him? Because you have good taste. Far away lived King Herod. He was the king of the whole area where Mary and Joseph were living. Hey, why don't I like him? Because you have good taste. Jews, we saw a star in the east and have come to worship him. King Herod knew the ancient prophecies that there would be a Messiah. 
born to the Jews. He knew that this was the king they were talking about. He, he secretly didn't want there to be any king but himself. He called all the Jewish leaders together and asked them, what, where is the Messiah to be born? He will be born in Bethlehem. King of the Jews, you say, tell me more. Exactly when, will, or exactly when did you see this star first appear? So the wise men told King Herod exactly what they had seen when they had seen the star appear. Go on and find him, and when you find him, come back and tell me so that I may worship him myself. Wait a minute, I don't like this. Herod means to hurt them. It'll be okay. No, it won't. What are we get? We've got to do something. We've got to warn her. There's nothing to do. Do you want to go on and hear the rest of the story? I don't know. Yes. Okay, then let's read. The wise men went on their way, and the star they had seen in the east went ahead of them until it stopped over the place where, they, where, the, where the child was. When they saw the star, they were overjoyed. On coming to the house, they saw the child with his mother Mary, and they bowed down and worshipped him. Then they opened their treasures and presented him with gifts of gold and of incest and of myrrh. And having been warned in a dream not to go back to Herod, they returned to their country by another route. Another route? You mean they didn't go back to Herod? Very safe? Yes. Well, not quite. What? Well, hurry up. Keep reading. Here, let me do it. When they had gone, an angel of the Lord appeared to Joseph in a dream. Oh, no, you're kidding me. Not again. <laughs> Get up, take the child and his mother, and escape to Egypt. Stay, stay there until I tell you, for Herod is going to search for the child to kill him. So Joseph got up, took the child and his mother during the night, and left for Egypt, where they stayed until the death of Herod. Yes, they made it. She's safe. The baby's safe. Even Joseph is safe. That is the greatest story ever. That is the coolest angel I have ever seen. Angel, nice. Good work. <laughs> so is that the end? Well, almost. Later, Joseph was visited by an angel in a dream and told that Herod had died. So he and Mary and the young child, Jesus, moved back from Egypt to their hometown of Nazareth. And there is a very happy ending. Jesus grew up, lived a sinless life, taught about God, who was the, his father, and later paid the price for his sins of the world, for the sins of the world. And now, all those who believe in him will have eternal life. So now the question is the same. Mary has been asking you all night. Do you believe yet? Do I believe yet? Yes, you know, I think I do. I really do. You see, it really is a Christmas to believe in. That was awesome. Time for pumpkin cookies? Right after the last song.
How about another big hand for the kids? Aaron, would you come up here for just a moment? We are very blessed to have someone who is uniquely qualified to serve us here at Palestine Church of Christ with our children and our youth. And uh, when we were talking last year about how we're going to build back better, um, we, after COVID, we knew that having a program for, that dedicated for our children and youth was important. And just as everything kind of came together, Erin was able to uh, join her team here as she is in the past, and she is serving us as our children's and youth director. And all the hard work she you saw here today was her vision and her pushing these kids to perform for you today, along with uh, her helpers, uh, uh, Velvet and Biba, and any others you want to mention? Yeah. So thank you guys very much. But um, Aaron, we just appreciate you so much, and I know I know you're uncomfortable with uh, attention, so this is cruciating for you, but we just wanted to say thank you. And on behalf of the church, I want to give you a little gift and say thank you very much. We love you, and we're very blessed to have you uh, serving us. Each year we uh, dedicate uh, time of our service for our March to the Manger. And if you've already put your special envelope with uh, your offering in there, that's fine. In the back, we always um, get a little bit confused year to year on that. But uh, what we're going to do here in just a moment is we're going to uh, ask you to come forward if you have prepared to bring a gift. And uh, we always try to think of something special that we can use our monies for and uh, most of the time, we spend those things on, um, we've spent on missionary and camp and, and equipment and things like this uh, in, in the past. But um, in January or July of this year, we um, were impacted by the heavy rains that came like first or second. I can't remember exactly what day it was. And it just so happens none of us were around. Um, we were taking the kids to the ark, and Alan wasn't here. Jerry wasn't here. So there was no one in the building to see that the drain storm in the back of the church was overflowing and running downhill. And what does water do when it doesn't have any place to go? Well, it goes to the least path of resistance. And that was the back wall of our church down there on the south end. So water came in on the floor and into the bathrooms and the kitchen and run the carpet and um, and uh, we had to um, check with the insurance company. And, of course, they said, uh, we'll, we'll look into it. But you need to get that mitigated. In other words, we had to get that all dried out. So in order to make sure we had everything completely dried, we uh, hired Boone Restoration. They came in and brought these big fans in, and they blew everything out, dried everything out, treated everything so that we wouldn't have any problems with mold or mildew or anything like that in the future. Then we built a little ditch around the backside to help water flow in a different direction, and we sealed the inside of the building with a uh, foam that's to, supposed to provide an extra layer of protection. We did all that to tell water that this no longer is the leaf pass of re resistance. We'll see if we get five or six inches again someday, which will probably never happen in our lifetime. I've been here for 30 years, and we've never had anything like that happen here before. But we've done our best to mitigate the issue. Well, now we've got to rebuild things back there. And so all the monies used that we collected at Anna Marsh and the Manger are going to be used to put flooring in and replace the drywall and any of the other stuff that we just have to replace back there in the back uh, so that we can use it fully again for all the things that we've used it for in the past. And so um, we'll give you a chance to come um, march up here to the manger and drop your offering in at the appropriate time. But I just want to share with you, I appreciate the Christmas story that was uniquely told to us in this play. And um, I was just uh, very impressed by Grace and Lydia and their uh, presentation to us in their song as well. And I think that 
this story is kind of interesting because you have the one character who's not sure if they believe and the other one who's really sure. And we're going to find there are a lot of people in this world today. They're not real sure of the facts of Christmas. But if you're really sure, and just like these kids today, what they saw, what they shared in, helps them be really sure of the story. And it's our hope that you'll be able to make sure that everyone around your household, when you gather for Christmas, gets to hear that really sure story about Jesus. A few years ago, Elizabeth and I put together this little poem that tells the story in a brief way. I'd like to share with you. It was the night that brought Christmas in Bethlehem's land. Mary and Joseph had come there, all part of God's plan. No place for the couple could they find to stay. Expectant mother, surrogate father, need a simple bed of hay. Their baby to be born is promised and proclaimed, a savior for a world now deeply estranged from God's great love and gracious care. Christ is born, his purpose to repair. An angel persuaded a young virgin to believe by the Holy Spirit that she did conceive. Confused and bewildered and fearing disgrace, her betrothed heard God's plan, accepting his place. Jesus, his name, Savior from sin, Emmanuel, his calling, God with us again. Wake from your sleeping, make Mary your wife, know that she bears the author of life. So all this did happen, so prophets revealed, to make certain this birth by all would be revered. Christ was born under a star so bright, and magi from afar awaited this light. Arriving in Jerusalem with a simple request, a, wet, a question which caused King Herod distress. Where is the one born king of the Jews? We've come to worship him. Share with us this good news. Surreptitiously, Herod bid them search for the child. To worship him, he lied, his heart fully defiled. Innocent children, what their lives would pay, causing weeping and mourning in Rama one day. The star again rose, guiding to the appointed. It would now be with gifts this child is anointed. Treasures of frankincense, myrrh, and gold, bowing to worship this true king as foretold. Now not far away in the darkness of night, shepherds learned of God's great delight. For unto them an angel appeared, announcing gloriously, the Messiah is here. Find him in a manger, wrapped in simple clothes. This is God's means to our perfect repose. Joined by a company of heavenly hosts, a myriad of angels shouted this post. In the highest heaven to God glory is given. Peace on earth is proclaimed as his rest for all men. The angels now gone, the shepherds did say, to see this light we must not delay. And upon arriving it was just as declared, the event so important now must be shared. All that heard were captured with wonder, as Mary in her heart all these things did ponder. Significant beyond any simple birth, as John proclaimed, Logos had come to the earth. He gave us light with truth is the way, and he, and he was in the beginning, so he is. As he was in the beginning, so he is today. The true light gives light to every man, woman, and child. Still there are some not yet reconciled. The joy to be his children is still our proof that Christ lives in us through grace and truth. Now all of this is recorded in Scripture to see that Christ today our Savior can be. Born of a virgin, prophet, priest, and king, Love and hope and new life he brings. Christmas is more than mere holiday. Remind us, it should, of the price he would pay. Merry Christmas, we say to family and peer, and hope those we love to God will draw near. It was the light that brought Christmas for us to enjoy. So in the name of Christ Jesus, we find our employ. It is to proclaim once again the blessed Christmas story because only this truth brings us in to God's glory. When we think about what 
God has done for us. And we have this tangible way to demonstrate what we can do for his kingdom. I pray that God will bless the offerings that we share. Would you bow your heads with me? Father, thank you so much. For the pure hearts of these little children, teens, to share with us the wonderful story of the giving of your son, Jesus. And I'm grateful, Lord, that we have this opportunity to, in a symbolic way at least, bring gifts back to you as the Magi did with gold, frankincense, and myrrh. We bring our little gifts of dollars and quarters and checks, whatever it is we bring. We humbly give them to our King of Kings, our Savior, Jesus Christ. And may it just be an opportunity that motivates us and stimulates us to celebrate in the richest way this week this wonderful gift we've received with all of our family and friends. Let us be the voice that surely tells the story of Jesus and his birth. Receive these gifts from our heart, Lord. We pray this in Jesus' precious name. Amen. Now we're going to sing a, a little bit. While, while we're singing, feel free to come and give your gifts whenever you're moved by God to do so.
We hope that you have a wonderful Christmas this year and that God will bless you with an opportunity to shine the light of Christ as we celebrate the birth of his son, Jesus. Again, let me remind you, we've got plenty of treats back here in the back. We'd like you to participate in, stick around, and enjoy some fellowship time with us. And uh, be sure and greet the kids and tell them what a great job that they did. Let's all stand together for our closing prayer. Jerry, could you come up here and share with us a prayer to close this out today? And we'll see you tomorrow at the Christmas skating party. Let us pray. Uh, dear Lord, we thank you for this opportunity to, to gather this morning. Lord, as we do take time just to reflect upon the, the gift of Christmas. Lord, a time that you sent a gift in a, in a manger, a savior, one that would go to the cross and die for each of us. And Lord, as we spend time with family and friends this season, Lord, we remember the gift that you share with us, that we have the opportunity to share that with those around us, the opportunity to share our love and our blessings. And Lord, we, we thank you for this service. We thank you for Aaron and her, her leadership with these kids. And Lord, just thank you for the, the kids and the, the, the opportunity they had to share with us this morning. And Lord, we do thank you for these gifts from the March to the Manger. And Lord, we pray that they'll be used to, to rebuild the, the gymnasium area. And that it'll be continued to use to spread your kingdom, to spread your glory. Lord, we just ask your blessing upon each of the families and the folks here today. Ask for safety as they travel home and share with others. We raise this in Jesus' name. Amen.